it under 100. Folks, welcome back to the Keep It Under 100 podcast. Your hosts, Dan Slater and AJ Kaziak are here. AJ, what's going on? Did you just almost forget my last name right there as you said that? I was thinking about it the other day when because I, I listened to last week's. I haven't. Sa- I don't think I've said your last name in like three months. That's a long time. That's but fine. I'm, I'm doing well. They don't need to know. They just need to know AJ. That's yeah. all they need to know. Wedding dress guy. Wedding dress guy. Yeah. That's who they need to know. Well, there is a ton happening in golf this week, as has been the theme the last couple of weeks. But before we get to the insanity that is. These SGL rumors and quotes and all of that, which... I'm pretty sure all the rumors are dead, but... Yeah, not rumors, but just the quotes that have come out. Like, us just recording now, there could be stuff popping off... Correct. ...currently while we're recording. And obviously we have the Honda Classic going on right now. First round is almost complete, and we have the Genesis to recap from last week. But first, as always, state of the game. Uh, State of the game stagnant. We had a bye week last week after uh, playing golf in uh, Arizona. You had a recovery week. Recovery week. Yeah, the body needed to recover. Cutting out, uh, cutting out week, uh, weekday drinking, too. Yeah, That's smart. Liver. Yeah, that's smart. Liver's getting a recovery. Yeah, but, me, me, me too. Yeah, as you, as you drink right now. Hitting the, uh, hitting the simulator on Saturday. Might have a 50-degree day two Saturdays from now. So if it doesn't rain... Little Sanctuary Lake. Interested. On Saturday, the third, I think it is, or the fifth. Fifth, I believe. No, you can't go the fifth. The fifth is the Novi Michigan Golf Show. Are we going to that? I will be going to that. If you want to go, we can we can get some we can get we can content the shit out of that thing. Yeah, let me see what my schedule. All right, I have a concert at night, so as long as I'm home by eleven p.m. Going to see the new Batman that night, and then I'm flying out. Ooh, flying down to Jacksonville, looking to. Play some golf and, and maybe might possibly on site for the players. Ooh. So looking forward to that. But You'd anyway, be less drunk than I was at. Uh, I think I can TPC Scottsdale. At least. I think I can manage. Do you want the dress? No, that's alright. That would be hilarious if you showed up to the players with that dress. I don't think that's gonna work. But if Uncle Dave can get me on there too, I will come and wear the dress to the players. I don't think you. anybody wants that. I think it'd be great. It'd be good at the players. The players is probably like the next best place that that would work. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so I hit the range last week, pounded about a good 120 balls or so. How's that other guy feel? Not bad. Sore. Sore. Um, I still don't have any of my new clubs. I got an update today from Carl's that my driver is actually in. Ooh. So it's in. So I'm going to be getting it this weekend. But they ran out of the grips that I want, which is terrible. Which grips did you get? The same ones I have now. They're the uh, Golf Pride Midsize MCCs, the black on black. Okay. But they're out of those. The only color they actually have is red, which I don't care for. So I'm going to go to like Golf Galaxy, see if I can find the grip I want. And they then probably just bring it to Golf Galaxy. Then bring it to Carl's. So yeah. I'll have my driver. Wedges are still mid-March. Irons, they said, ship date is expected March 22nd, which is terrible. It's another month before I have my irons, and that only gives me about three weeks to tune that in before Golf League starts. It might even be sooner than three weeks. Yeah, exactly. So, we'll see how that goes. I, funny enough, as soon as I order new irons, I'm hitting my irons, like, well, again. Granted, it's off a of mat, so, I mean, it means whatever, but I was swinging it good, so I just got to keep it going. And you got a new putter. 
Right. So after first of all, after shit talking the center shafted putter Listen, on multiple occasions, right, you right. now are let a center me, shafted. Let me man. explain what happened here. So I've been eyeing this certain model of a putter for a couple months now. I saw I believe I saw uh Cam Smith hitting it when he won uh, I think the Memphis tournament. Or no, he finished second, I think. He was in the tree. St. Jude. Yeah, but he was second, I think. I don't he didn't win, but anyway. It was it's kind of a half like kind of a mini fang type putter, so it's got the hollow in the middle and then the two fangs that yeah. go on the back end. And it's a ping. It's like snake snake mouth. Yeah, and it's a ping. And uh I've been hitting it almost every time I go to Carl's Golf Land. The center shafted one? Not the center shafted one, the regular one with the offset, kinda like mine. Yeah, because most guys usually are left or right hang under shaft. Mm-hmm. No, I would say no, that's a left to right. I know, but isn't it? The, wouldn't it be the other way? Isn't it a fade? It could be a fade or a draw, really or, a, a, or a, yeah, a riser, or a riser. Yeah, a little, little flight riser. God. Um, but anyway, so I hit. I was hitting putts again this past week, and one of the sales guys, who I'm thinking just popped out of nowhere, he comes up behind me and he goes, "Okay, so I've been watch, watching you hit that." For, so he, did he just like come behind you? Yeah, like, hold my of, hips. Yeah, hold your He's hips. Like, so you I've been like watching. This. No, he. But he comes up and he goes, so I see, I, I've been watching you hit that for a few minutes. And it's not bad, but you are, are you tied to this? Are you tied to anything specifically? I'm like, no, I just, I, I really like this model and I've been hitting it every time I come. He's like, why don't you try this? And he gives me the center, sh- the same model, but a center shafted putter. And I was like, oh God, I hate this. I look and, like an idiot. Right. So, and I start hitting these putts and it's like, in, in. In, I'm like, all right. I'm still convinced that the balls, the, the they're the not though because slopes into the hole. No, you have to hit the line. Like, once you find the line, like it, it's smooth, obviously, but there are breaks to it. Like, the whole green breaks a certain direction, so you can you can get it breaking both ways if you hit the wrong line. But they just keep going in, and after like ten in a row, I'm like, well, fuck. Like, I hate the look of this putter, but for whatever reason, it's starting on its line every time I'm making these putts. I get to, like, 20, and the guy's like, I mean, I would show you some other putters, but you might as well just keep trying that one. So I, like, backed up, and from, like, 20 feet, I'm making, like, 5 out of 7. And it's like, well, shit. So then I go into, like, 6, 7 feet, and it's just boom, 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 one after another. I'm like, well... I, I, I guess this is it. Part of me wishes this guy brought you out a long putter as well. Center shafted long putter, and now all of a sudden you're an arm lock guy. No, would've that's been, where I draw the line. That's where I draw would've the line. Would have been great. I, I'm only, you made 100 in a row, you would have gotten it? No, I'm only willing to look so stupid. Like, there's a <laughs> level of stupid that I'm willing to look to play better golf. Okay. And the center shafted putter is where I draw the line. Tell your hairstylist that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I bought it. I mean, technically I have 30 days to return it, but, like, I have the putting mat in my office, and... They just keep going in. It's it's whatever. If if it's gonna start on my line, it's it's really weird, because so every putter, most people's putters have an offset, right? Yes. So you're looking down the shaft, and where you're looking is actually like the middle of the golf ball because you have an offset. So the putter face is actually sitting behind the ball, and you're looking straight down the shaft at the ball. Yes. So this one, I'm looking straight down the shaft at the line, which is basically at the back of the golf ball. And it's really hard to get used to. But he said that because my putter stroke is more of a straight back and straight through, 
that it makes more sense because I'm not because I'm not swinging the toe. You don't need the heel shaft, like because it it straight it's it's simpler, I guess, because you're looking straight down the shaft, and if I'm going straight back, straight through, there's no manipulation needed to the face because yeah, I'm going straight back and straight through. I went down and, and fidgeted with it for a bit. It, the the main difference after picking up both is it's a lot more balanced. It is more balanced with, My grip, with the shaft in the middle. You have it's more evenly distributed weight wise, so it feels almost lighter than your other putter, even though it's not that much lighter. Right, like so. the my grip, I have the Superstroke two point on my old putter with the fifty gram insert, which is weird because I always thought that the mallet putter kind of stabilized the face because it's got a heavier head. Mm-hmm. But the the going back and forth now, I realize that the heavy grip in my old putter actually turned it a lot more balanced than I would have thought. Yeah. So this one seems a little more head heavy. So I just got to decide if I like the grip or not. Because if I go back to like a 1.0 Super Stroke or something, I'll probably have to put like lead tape on the on the putter. But we'll see how it goes. It's it looks stupid. I'm playing in two weeks. It looks stupid. We're gonna see how it goes. Anyway. All right. Let's get. That in. guy just swindled you for a putter. <laughs> Whatever. If it works, the putts go in. I don't, I don't give a shit. So let's get into the Genesis last week. So Joaquin Neiman. Wire to wire was butt fucking the course. Just came out the first two days, just 63, 63. Just on fire. And then he didn't really let up that much on Saturday. Like, he was still just plugging away. What did he finish? What did he finish on Saturday? Saturday finished at, was he like two under? I think he was at 21 total. Yeah, but he was, give me one second. He shot 68 on in Order. round three. And then he just kind of floated because he had a good enough lead. And then you had um, Cameron Young, the rookie, who was just a bomber, by the way. The like, guy can smoke a golf ball. He just hits these high fades that carry for days. I think he had the most 400-yard or 320-yard carries on the week. He ends up tied for second with uh, Morikawa, who just came on strong on Sunday. And then you had Hovland, Thomas, and Scott, who kind of hovered around the lead like most of the week. Yeah. They just never quite had that really low round to get in the mix. I think Hovland's best round was six under on the week. Hovland, Thomas both shot 64 in round two, which I think is seven under. I think it's a part yeah, seven. Yeah, part one, yeah. Um, but good for Neiman. I mean, he played really well all week, made a course that is not easy. Look super look, easy. So look super easy, and you know a lot of players were saying that how firm and fast they got it. It was you know it was going to be that much more difficult. You had to control your ball flight. You had to hit things solid with spin. Um, Tiger even mentioned I think after Thursday that it was just going to get firmer and faster throughout the week, which I think from the scores it, you can tell it kind of did. And nothing is a better example of that than uh, that tenth hole. That drivable par four. That tenth hole, watching it on, because you could just watch just that hole, right? Which is how I spent my mornings Thursday and Friday. Uh-huh. That hole's the greatest hole on on tour, I think. Just well, the let, risk reward is a thing of beauty. Well, listening to a couple of our podcasts talk about that, like Kyle Porter on CBS and like the No Laying Up guys, they summarized it perfectly because they're like, it's either the worst hole on tour or it's the best hole on tour. But either way, I love watching it. Yeah, it's it's either because it's like borderline disaster. It's like borderline unfair. Well, if you end up in the bunker, 
and where the pin was on Thursday. If you're in the bunker on the right, it's you're basically dead. You're, you're going bunker to bunker. Like guys are accepting hitting it into the trees on the left because at least then you have a chance to like chip it over to the middle of the green and two up for par. But even the guys who drove it perfectly, like dead center of the fairway, right in front of the green, some of them were having tr- trouble getting chips to stop near the hole, especially when they had that back right pin. Oh, you, one hole you would see a birdie, and then you would see a seven six. Oh, yeah. or six. Mm-hmm. Or it was just unbelievable chaos. That that we need a hole like that, St. Clair Shores. <laughs> Not that we're any of us gonna be able to drive it, but right. I want a chaos green. I do. I I enjoy the hole though. I. I it was awesome. Um, weird, a couple of a couple of good stats. So uh, Morikawa was second in strokes gained putting this week, which maybe is insane. He's, like, he's found when, it when he has weeks like that. Like, I mean, we, I think we've mentioned this like four or five times. Yeah, where like if he's putting, if he's putting even average, like if before the week someone told you Morikawa was going to finish second in strokes gained putting, you're like, uh, he wins by five. Yeah, he wins by a thousand strokes. <laughs> right. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, John Rahm, like, again, he, he. let's see, this was from Kyle Porter. On Thursday, he was first in strokes gained approach, and he was 119 out of 20 people in putting. He must have got Space Jam and Morikawa. <laughs> they flip-flopped. So the guy finished 66th in stroke, strokes gained putting on the week. And he was seventh in T to green. He still finished T twenty one. Like his and he floor, six hundred day to do. Like that his too. floor is so high. Like this is only his third outside top fifteen finish in a calendar year. That's insane. This is why he's the number one player in the world. And yeah. That's why he signed my tits. So him, him and Cantley had their under par streaks or non over par streaks broken yeah. this week. Um. So it's it's kind of like kind of a jinx a little bit. I feel like we jinxed them mentioning both of their streaks last week, and then they both get broken. Definitely, it was definitely our podcast but, that that jinxed them. Yeah, but it's I mean it's that kind of course that can do that, right? Like if you're a little bit off, you can get you can just be a little bit off, and it'll cost you on that golf yeah. course. Well, um, like I mean, Kepka and DJ. Yeah, DJ missed the cut. Did not play well. Kepka did not play well. Kepka, I mean, he's playing well right now. Granted, it's day one, but he's. He's not looking too hot to start the year. He, you know what he he would say though is he'd say it's not the major. Ma- the majors matter, and yeah, he he's showing signs of like he's going to be a problem at at the Masters. He's going to be a problem at the U.S. Open. Um, Could be a problem this weekend too. JT playing really well tee to green again, and he was actually 14th in strokes gained putting this week, which he's another guy who just has such a high floor. That he's such a good ball striker, he's just gonna be there every tournament that he plays in. Then there's Spieth, who looked like he was gonna have a hell of a weekend and just kind of fizzled yeah. Saturday and Sunday. He's another guy though, like that he's shown signs like at Pebble and when it's on those kind of courses, like it, you might you can put the green jacket on him now. Is that is that what you're saying? Is that your? He's he's your... he's gonna be there. Um, I did see a funny. So Taylor Gooch was one of my picks. The Gooch did not uh, have a good weekend. Last week, he did not have a pick. I did hit two of my picks, though, last week. I think we both did, because we both had Hovland. I had Hovland, Hovland for a top 10. He was plus 230. He was tied for fourth. I also had Adam Scott for a top 20 at plus 350, and he was tied for fourth. So hit hit those. But 
Taylor Gooch, who I think I had for a top 20 as well, I believe he missed the cut. <laughs> this guy, yeah. Meech DFS on Twitter. I love when players go back oh, yeah. at people yeah, for yeah, complaining he... about fantasy. So Meech DFS <laughs> yeah. said, I played Taylor Gooch this week. Never seen a golfer this bad since Smiley. <laughs> referring to Smiley Coffin, obviously. Um, and Taylor Gooch. So I think then after the second round, the guy bumped his own tweet. And then Taylor Gooch replied to it. Or no, he said, bump, Taylor Gooch is a fucking scrub. And then Gooch replied to that guy and said, the guy charging $40 for fantasy betting advice, calling a guy who's made $2.5 million halfway through a season a scrub. (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious. Telling everyone how much money he's made on tour, which is public information Yeah, which you can see. But just calling out the fantasy guy. Because those people are the worst, by the way. Yes. The people who tweet at people. About how bad they they screwed their fantasy team, or like screwed their bet, mm-hmm. which I mean sometimes drunkly I'll, I'll motherfucker like an actual team, a sports team, but not an individual. Person. Yeah, yeah. Like the guy doesn't or give a coach. Sh- the guy doesn't give a shit. No, like he's trying to make a living, and you're trying to make fifteen dollars on your DFS plays. So I thought that was funny. Um, what else about the Genesis? It's good to see Tiger. Didn't look like he was on any. You could see Tiger and him just get grilled for like 20 minutes straight about trying... Same question being asked repeatedly in different ways, which got kind of annoying, but... Yeah. I but think I think we'll see him at the Masters. I think he'll be there either way. I, I don't think he's going to play just yet. He's going to play. He said he's been basically just chipping and putting. He hasn't been hitting full shots, but again, he's probably under... He's going to undersell everything that he's doing. Well, and me and uh, when we were, we were watching it in the hotel room on Saturday when he came on and it like stopped me and my buddy like he came on the tv and our women like went to go do something we just like shut up shut up shut up we stayed in the room and watched it (laughs) and then we left the room like they're like oh tiger's talking he's the needle we gotta hear what he says so um it's good to uh good to see him in in healthy happy spirits so are i i take it you're in agreement with me then that riviera just plays well on tv it does so you, you see what I'm talking about, though, when I talk about a course like that compared to something like Tory. I see. I don't have any issues with, like, other courses playing. My, my biggest issue with every golf tournament is they need to put something on the hole where they're showing putts. Because some holes are just impossible to pick up where the hole actually is as they're putting into. Some sort of visual for that would be great. Yeah. Like when they tried the like the glowing hockey puck, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. Give me a glowing hole. I, lo- I do love the... The overhead views. Like, when you yes. can get a, a feel for the terrain overall, as opposed to just seeing a guy behind him. Like, the, the like lane on the ground with this camera out. Is yeah, like, the, the shot tracers are awesome, but it's good to see, like, the up and down of the course and, like, how one hole relates to the next. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, the blimp shots and the drone shots are, are good. Drone drone shots are, are changing yeah. the, uh, the golf viewing yeah. for the better. Um... I think that's pretty much all I had on the Genesis. I was just, I thought Neiman, I mean, I'm getting a little heavy, but I thought Neiman was going to run away with today's round as well, but he kind of came back down to earth after. Yeah, I always find it hard putting any money on guys the week after they win, because usually for like most normal tour pros, like it's a down week after that, right? Like they celebrated, they probably didn't practice on Monday, whatever. What about, uh, what about your boy Ricky Fowler? He made a cut last week. made a cut. T55 and a good field, I mean, it's probably not a good sign that we're taking solace in the fact that 
I mean, it's a good sign for him. He had a few. He had a couple rough ones today. He looked like he was coming out on fire, and then the guy just it's finds a, a way to dick himself. That's rough. Uh, a couple other things. So last hard week. being his number one fan. Yeah, it's fun to watch though for me. This is not <laughs> heartbreaking. Um, a couple other things last week before we jump into all the SGL nonsense. Uh, Bernard Langer. This was just from Justin plowing. Ray. Won his 43rd Champions event. So, a little context on that. Tiger's still sitting at 22.3% win percentage. Tournaments he's played in on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Bernard Langer's won 14.5% of the Champions Tour events <laughs> that he's played in. That's just sure. crazy. How, long, 43 has been, how long has he been on the Champions Tour for? It had years? to be a mix, right? Like, it's got to be... He had to have started, like, somewhere on, like, Phil, where he's playing both. Yeah. But, I mean, he's still playing the Masters, still doing decent in the Masters every yeah. year. That's, I mean, that's a lot of wins. Good for him just raking in some money. Yeah. And then... Uh, Doesn't even need to collect his Social Security. He's just holding off on that. <laughs> announced by, uh, I think the... I can't remember who announced it, but several sources are citing that Zach Johnson is going to be the yeah, U.S. So Ryder Cup Kyle captain. Porter mentioned something on Twitter in today. Italy. So, I mean... He's not we, having a great weekend so far, or great... Uh, was he playing this week? Yeah. He, uh, I mean, we knew it was coming. He's been assistant cap, uh, an assistant captain or vice captain on the last two Ryder Cup teams. The guy's got two majors. He's got clout with those guys. He's in that right age range where he can still relate to the guys, and he's not like Tom Watson and 70 years old just ordering the guys around. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, trying to think of how how to say it like it's not a sexy pick but maybe that's the right move for an away rider cup like if they ask tiger or something that that you know kicks everything up and shot yeah he might who knows could have bionic leg by then so uh, so huge rider cup implications in a lot of this sgl stuff we're reading so let's kind of jump into that the starting with Think about the match that we had a couple months ago where it was Tom Brady, who is now retired, Aaron Rodgers, who's been through the ringer with all of this vaccination stuff. Foot in his mouth. Bryson, Foot in his same mouth. thing, and Phil. That's... <laughs> like, think about that. Like, that's not that long ago that that match happened. So... Oh, uh, Phil. Yeah. So, before we get into all this, let's um, give everyone, like, a kind of a overall breakdown on all this shit. So a couple years ago, the PGL was the first thing kind of announced, right? Like they were talking about possibly a fall series or possibly just 12 events throughout the year where they get the top 50 in the world together with like a team format. Mm -hmm. And they play these events. Bless you. And there was a certain percentage of that money that was going to be funded by like the Saudi government. Yeah. And at some point along the way, as they were like sampling players, people were like, "Yeah, I don't really like where the money's coming from." So the PGL they doubled down on it and go, the, "Let's get all." Well, no, money. the PGL cut them out basically and said, "Ah, you know what? We're good." Implement this new league. The SGL then said, "You know what? We have all this money. Screw those guys. We'll just do the same thing yeah. with our own money and 100 percent funded by us." So then the rumors have, you know, been all over the place the last 18 months. About who's going to do this, how's it going to work, who's going to head it up. With Phil we, Mickelson leading the way. Well, we saw that a long time ago, Greg Norman got announced as like the CEO of this Live Golf 
investments entertainment yeah. thing. So he was going to run it, and then it's always been about who are the who are the captains going to be of these teams? Who's going to be the face of this league? So um, for a long time, it's been rumored that you know Phil, Bryson, DJ were kind of the <coughs> trio, the, the key guys for that thing. So. There's a book that Alan Shumpnick from the, I think it's the Fire Pit Collective, is the group that he runs with. Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Who, the, the guy that uh, used to be on Golf Channel and do the travel stuff. God, what the hell is that guy's name? It's not important. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Alan Shumpnick is, has a book coming out in May that has all this stuff about Phil. Which? And there's a, there's a phone call that they had. And he details, you know, a good chunk of that phone call in the book. But in light of all this stuff that's come out, uh, he released that, like those comments about how, you know, the, the, the Saudis are scary motherfuckers and, you know, they kill people for being gay. And then he rounds it out with, at the same time, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to reshape the PGA tour and, you know, make it better for generations to come. So there's so many, so many things about what he said that are just weird. It reads the entire quote reads like an onion article that, that like everyone, like, like this is a joke, right? Yeah. Like, I can't can't believe like money hungry. Phil Mickelson says this and it's like, Oh, sign the onion sports network. Right. And it's, it's actually so, like quote. so my, my my thing with it is even if you ignore the morality of it right like should pro athletes be taking money from the Saudi government like yeah I don't look to my athletes to be my moral compass right like I, I'm not, the I'm not expecting the like I'm not expecting them all to to do the right thing like that's not a re- realistic expectation they're people just like everybody else they're not my heroes so I and the, to have them be and the perfect right and the bottom line is, is some of these guys, like, they're trying to make a living. If someone, regardless of who it is, if someone's going to throw $50 million at you and it's going to ha- let you retire, your kids, your kids' kids, and your kids' kids' kids retire, like... Generational wealth. There's a point where that's like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. Phil Mickelson is not one of the guys that needs that money that we know of. Like, yeah. he's made over he a billion... Some, he has some vices. Right, but he's made, like... Over a billion dollars in his career, like on and off the course. Not to mention that he just got paid pit money by the PGA Tour. Yeah, and I don't know. It's it, he just seems to contradict himself a lot, and I don't know what his. You might as well pencil this guy in for the pit money this year what too. His, what his end game is, right? Like, I mean, his he, his end game seems to be he wants more control over digital rights, and which, which is. Which, which is fine. Which I, I get, but like none of the other pro leagues have their digital rights. Granted, they get paid a lot more on a year to year basis and they have guaranteed money. But that's not how the PGA Tour works. The PGA Tour is pay, it pay their players based on ad money and TV money, yeah. which they get because the PGA Tour in, in total owns the rights to all that advertising. Correct. So, you, like, you can't do it both ways. Phil is making it sound like he wants to. Just do the match over and over again for exhibition money for the rest of his life. 
I mean, I'm sure he'd be happy doing that, and he might have to. So, but that's my point. Like, he's acting like he's the hero of this because he want he's going to save the PGA Tour yeah, and make he's... it better for the players. But which players is he making it better for? Like, he basically means I want the PGA Tour to pay me more, donate less money to charity, and don't pay people like Tom Hoagie and Joaquin Neiman as much as me. Correct. Because he, he sees himself as a waning star who's right. trying to capitalize on everything he can get. Which, that's the point, right? Like, if he, it seems like everything he's saying seems dishonest. Like, I mean, it just seems... If he just said, like, if he just said, I mean, that's so much money. I, I ha- I'm at the end of my career. I feel like I... That would have been better than what he... That's did, what I'm what saying. Posts in the book. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why, like, Jason Kokrak... I mean, you don't get a pass for this kind of stuff. But, like, Jason Kokrak is at least saying, I want to retire by the time I'm 44. And if they're going to pay me enough money to set up my kids and my kids' kids... Yeah. Like... That allows me to do that. I'll never make that much money on the PGA Tour. Whatever. He's One, at least he's honest. And exactly. honest with himself. Yeah. So, after those comments came out, it's... So, obviously they're asking all of the other players about this stuff. So like, We have many a comments. Right. We have a ton of comments from that. So, well, we had... We shortly had, after DJ pledges allegiance to... No, no, no. This is before all that. So DJ and Bryson wasn't until about Friday. This was early in the week. This yeah. was like Tuesday, Wednesday. So Rory was obviously the big one. <laughs> he said, quote, uh, I don't want to kick someone kick someone while he's down. Proceeds to kick him. But I thought that times. yeah, just stepping on his head. <laughs> but I thought that his comments were naive, selfish, egotistical, and ignorant. It's just very surprising and disappointing. Sad. <laughs> that that was just some of what Rory said. Then you had uh, comments from people like Billy Horschel, who said, I'll put it this way, they were a little bit idiotic. <laughs> then uh, Justin Thomas had a had a good quote where he was basically like, yeah, I think it was a little bit naive. and Along the Every, same lines. Everything's basically along, yeah. Along those same lines. Uh, Calling Phil a complete moron without physically saying he's a complete moron. Right. Uh, someone said he was an... I think it was in the Horschel quote, basically said he was an idiot. Yeah, uh, I think I like Billy Horschel now. <laughs> Daniel Rapoport had uh, a tweet. One thing a tour player said to me last week about Phil Mickelson anonymously has stuck with me. This is nothing new. The world is just starting to see what we've known. I'm like, wow. That's like, why, like, when you said his comments were disingenuous, it just feels like that is Phil. Like, I mean, that's what, what it like, seems like at this point. That that is like his. He was always kind of likable, but didn't say too much and stayed out of like. Like we all knew he clothes, gambled, and, but you know he kind of seems like a real, real dick bag. And then uh, there's rumors that the book that's going to come out, like there's more that's going to come out of that. And there's, I heard a rumor that, um, like something about Phil selling his plane a couple of years ago, and he loved that plane so much, and like maybe he actually has money troubles that are. That are gonna come come to light, I guess. I feel like it's always been kind of a unkept secret that he's like a degenerate, and yeah, he continues to obviously play and get all these sponsors because he absolutely needs the money. Like he he probably has like zero financial, yeah, you know, smarts apparently. But well, now they he lost they talked KPMG. about it. He's because some of his comments were like they're sitting on you know twenty billion dollars in digital content which 
is an insane number and like cash reserves that the PGA Tour just doesn't have. Yeah. And it it's everything about what he said is just <laughs> is wrong. I mean basically. He lost um, one sponsor already. He made lost two. One. He's oh, lost two. Who was second? He's, one? He lost KPMG and Amstel Light. Oh, Amstel Light. Yeah. So I I'm curious to see it like a huge company like Callaway if I mean So let, so let's get into it. It's, so it's after tough, it's tough look when KPMG is dropping you. Who's been for Who's been his partner forever, and they're not like uh, a moral compass of a company either. Yeah, it's just an accounting firm. I'm hoping that he just goes like, just continues to show his true colors, and he comes out like master sponsored by like OnlyFans and like this other (laughs) companies. I did see a uh, a Twitter string that was like sponsors that should pick up Phil after this when he comes back and one of them was like the spirit halloween store yeah and it was like make this halloween a scary motherfucker for yeah. you and it was, <laughs> put it on phil's shirt like he should just come up with like the most ridiculous i mean he's gonna have to i think he, he's so he needs money so he needs before, sponsorship so before we get into that and and some of, the, some of the other people's comments so dj and bryson basically since then it's you have to think because of all this backlash like yes at some point dj made a comment that he had signed an nda so I mean, Bryson's you know, statement, DJ and Bryce, Bryson, were, they were in. Bryson's statement just read like Bryson is basically Phil like fucked us. Yeah, uh, if this happens, you know, yeah, I'm probably going. That's basically what yeah, he's paraphrasing. Like, yeah, if this happens, I'll probably yeah. do it. But the as long as got canceled, I'm no longer going to the party. As long as the best players in the world are here, this is where I'm going to play. Unless this thing happens and they're going to pay me two hundred million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> this is basically how Bryson's read. They were just backed into a corner. I know you didn't invite me to your wedding, but I'm not going to it. Right, which put Phil is, which basically put Phil on an island. So then on, I don't know what day that was. I think it was Friday or Saturday. Uh, it was Friday. Phil put out a statement. Phil's statement, equally as bad. <sighs> equally as bad. A ton of stuff in here, but... um. I'll just read a couple pieces of this. So, it reads like he cheated on his wife on camera in front of his kids. So I'll read a couple of things and then we'll kind of give our reactions here. So although it doesn't look this way now, given my recent comments, my actions throughout this process have always been the with the best interest of golf, my peers, sponsors, and fans. There is a problem of off-the-record comments being shared out of context and without my consent. But the bigger issue is that I use words that I sincerely regret that do not reflect my true feelings or intentions. It was reckless, I offended people, and I'm deeply sorry for my choice of words. I'm beyond disappointed and will make every effort to self-reflect and learn from this. So that's just the first part. First of all, where he basically... He doesn't apologize for his opinions, he apologizes for how he said it. Right, he's basically saying, well, I wasn't wrong, I'm just I'm just sorry how yeah. I said it and how I, and I offended you. It, so I'm sorry you're offended, basically. Again, it's all, it's all like I said, it's, it's, it seems like a spoof, or his his comments are like, I'm, yeah, it, I don't know how to put it, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I read it as, basically, and, and the rest of this is, do you, this is the same, but he's like, my experience with Live Golf Investments has always been very positive. I apologize for, apologize for anything that I said that I was taken out of context. The specific people I have worked with are visionaries and have only been supportive. More importantly, they passionately love golf and share my drive to make the game better. They have a clear plan and create an updated and positive experience for everyone, including players, sponsors, networks, and fans. That sounds like he Which paid all of that, that is nonsense. Like, 
He got paid to say that. Right. But, it sounds like he's apologizing to Live Golf. Like he's apologizing correct. to the Saudi government. And nothing about this has anything to do with the fans or the game of golf. Correct. Like they can hide behind game, like grow the game all they want. But this has nothing to do with growing the game. This this is, he said it himself. It's like it's clear sports washing, and they're just throwing money at something to try and screw the PGL for cutting them out. Yes, and it's just about making money for the twenty, you know, the top I mean, highest twenty guys. Making, That's it. That's all it yeah, is for, for the golfers to make money. Do you watch Parks and Rec? Oh yeah. Okay. You know when the mayor is like apologizing for having sex with hookers and then like has sex with hookers on the way back. Like that, this is how it's it, it, in my yeah, head. Exactly. This is how I'm seeing it. what's going on. And then the rest of this, he ba- he goes into this thing where he's like basically saying, I'll compromise wherever I can. I understand how this looks and, you know, about basically telling his sponsors, you know what, it's okay if you let me go when clearly at least two of them were already going to let him go. Yeah. It also reads like he had like an automated computer type up his apology with a bunch right. of like buzzwords like around the golf in the league. It and also it, it seems like he had he's gonna have a uh, like a secret suspension from the PGA. Like he he won't yeah. be around so, for a couple couple yeah. tournaments, maybe a month, and he'll so resurface he, at the Masters. Yeah. So he rounds this out basically saying the past ten years I have felt the pressure and stress slowly affecting me at a deeper level, which is interesting. I know yeah, I have you not played mental stress when you do something stupid. I know I have not been my best and desperately need some time away to prioritize the ones I love most and work on being the man I want to be. Yes, Which sir. basically means they're suspending me, but they're going to keep it quiet. So yeah. I'm going to stay at home for a while so I don't get booed every tea box I walk on. I'm gonna I'm gonna plead mental health break. Yeah, is Which, what doing. In all this, like I don't want, like I don't want to give Bryson. Like we all knew Bryson was an asshole. But I don't want to give him and DJ like a pass for this. Like, no, they're I mean, clearly their stuff came out after the backlash on Phil, so like they were in. We yes. know we know they were in, and now these comments come out, and it's just like, ah, oh, there have been a lot of rumors going around, but none of it's true. I'm on the PGA tour. Well, it I mean, sounds more like Bryson's at least. <laughs> I feel like Bryson's were like his agents like you have to put out something. He's like, all right, well, yeah, whatever. Let's I was just kind of this. gonna go, but it's no longer happening. So like, his his comments seem more truthful. His apology or whatever, like his allegiance, yeah, because it just read like, yeah, I was gonna fuck off, but I can't anymore. So here so I both am. of them basically said, yeah, I'm gonna play on the PGA tour, and except for Bryson, who's basically like, unless this thing you know turns into something, yeah. um, and then after that there was a players meeting. Mandatory players meeting this week at the Honda. And the message to the players, this was reported by Rex Hoggard from Golf Channel, was basically like, if you play in the in this Super League, you can walk out the door. Basically saying that you're going to be banned for life if you go play on this tour. Uh, and then someone asked Brooks about the Saudi Golf League and like basically, like, is it dead now with all the stuff going around? And he's been against it since the beginning. And he said, they'll get their guys. Somebody will sell out and go to it. Which is interesting. And then we had a couple more players put out statements. So Ron Mintz uh, put an interview with Ricky Fowler on Twitter. Your boy. Love me some Ricky. Do I think the PGA Tour is the best place to play currently? Ricky's answer, yes. Do I think it could get better? Yes. (sighs) Ah. 
Could his play get better? Yes. Yeah. Could he hopefully stay on the PGA Tour? Yes. I mean, he again, we've... He, That's a bad, bad look if he's one of those guys that, like, jumps ship and goes and takes 50 I million. Think, I mean, he's already made 50 million on tour. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, someone wow. like Kokrak, who's only made a couple million here and there on tour, like, he can set himself up for life. Like, I'm not going to blame that guy for... Yeah taking that money but if ricky fowler does it that's a bad look because that mean, looks like he can't make it on the pga tour anymore it makes him look a lot more like phil than anybody else I granted think, that's not the whole interview so i'm not yeah gonna, but let's let something to keep an eye on how about that he's uh, he won't leave and then uh xander shoffley put out a statement um which was i, I read this one a little weird it, this didn't come out as against the sgl as i would have thought but at no point have i taken any action or made statements to suggest that I would entertain the SGL as an alternative to the PGA Tour. Thus, it seemed unnecessary to make a statement until now. My team has been instructed to do due diligence on this matter. Thus, we have met and discussed with representatives of the SGL LIV, only to come to the conclusion that the SGL isn't close to a finished product or business model. Again, I don't see why, I said this last week, I don't see why any established PGA Pro would go to a brand new league, especially one that is right. as filled with holes as this one. Yeah, but like I, I respect comments a lot more on the and grounds Xander's, of like Xander's comment reads like a lawyer wrote it. Right. It, it basically means, well, I'm not going to close the door on this because it's not really set up yet. But if they offer me enough money, that's how I read that. Like it's not a comment like, like Rory or Rom, where like Fuck I've made enough money. My legacy is here. This is what I play for. Yeah. That's not how Shoffley's reads. So, you know, obviously a ton of things to come on that. We'll see how it develops, but it's just constant content, right? Like, yeah. I think every day something has come out that we've read, including, was it yesterday? What's today? The 24th? Uh, yes. Today, did you see this? That how Greg, you let me know what you're about to. I can't. Greg Norman me. released yes, a, a written letter from Live Golf Investments to Commissioner Jay Monahan of the PGA Tour. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but a couple excerpts. Like this is like a fucking reality show. Greg so, Norman is dear, a dear, dear Commissioner Monahan. Surely you jest, and surely your lawyers at the PGA Tour must be holding their breath. That's how it starts with a rhyme. He's a poet. A little slam poetry to get your day going. Uh, what does he say? Uh, but when you bluff and try to intimidate players by bullying them, bullying and threatening them, you are guilty of going too far, being unfair, and you likely are in violation of the law. Simply put, you can't ban players from playing golf. Players have the right and the freedom to play where we like. I know for a fact that many PGA Tour players were and still are interested in playing for a new league in addition to playing for the Tour. What is wrong with that? I noticed a recent article by former chief lawyer to the Federal Trade Commission and stated, let's be clear, a lifetime ban is never going to happen. PJ Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan is in no doubt being advised by high-priced lawyers who, if they are worth even a fraction of their lofty rates, have surely advised him in, of the legal consequences that will it's blow up the PJ Tour. entity and tour. If the NFL wants to change their rules to ban someone from playing or... The MLB, they banned fucking, uh, why can't I think of his name? 
Talking about Pete Rose? Pete Rose. I'm well, they ban him from the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but I mean, like, if they can do things like that, they can certainly adjust their guidelines. Or it would be really interesting to see, like, how this would play out if this ended up going to court. Like, like how would it work? What's there to go to court over? First of all, it's international. Where are they going to go to fucking <laughs> kangaroo court? By the way, this thing ends with commissioner. This is just the beginning. It's certainly not the end. Was, like, he wrote this letter. Yeah, he wrote this letter like a Batman villain. Like, it's incredible. It's it's going to be interesting to see... They have no leg to stand on. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Like, and who... Like, Phil is clearly kind of stuck in the middle. Like, he's going to get I in mean, trouble. He, like, he's already suspended. We don't know when he's coming back. He'll be back for the Masters. You think so? Yeah. What do you mean? Yes. How is that going to work? First of all, the Masters isn't... Uh, it's in April. It's two months away. Yeah, but it's not governed by the PGA. It's true, but would you like with there's no way you don't remember the Billy Payne press conference when all Tiger did was commit adultery like a hundred times, and he just laid it on him for a half hour press conference. You don't think they can kick Phil out for conduct on becoming the PGA Tour? The the, the Augusta's still a boys' club. They're not gonna. We'll see. They're not gonna not let Phil in. Phil will be at the Masters. It wouldn't surprise me if he's at the players. I hope he gets booed on every tee box. I don't think he'll get booed at the Masters. Right. He might. And we'll never really know. I would. You'd boo him? Yeah. Boo this man. Yeah. Boo, boo this man. <laughs> Not to mention, like, think about the Ryder Cup impact this whole thing could have, right? Like, if Phil is gone for a while, like, Phil is not going to get a captaincy anymore. He will not be a Ryder Cup captain. You can't after the comments from some of these players that would be on the team. You can't after the comments he made about, well, yeah, I'll hang out with the Saudi Arabian money. Or, or oh, you mean... These scary motherfuckers, yeah. and then in the same paragraph say, ah, but this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to make a shitload of money. He's, he's a complete um, donkey. But think about the European tour guys. All the guys that have been rumored on the European side to be in on this thing already, like Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, um, Justin Rose. That's like probably three of your next like four or five ri- European Ryder Cup captains right there. Hey, next Ryder Cup captain for Europe? Garrick Higo. Oh, God. I mean, he'll probably be on the team. He's pretty good. Hovland will be on the team. Hovland's good. Rory's like the... They, they should just make Rory a playing captain for like the next 10 years. For the next 20. Yeah. Until I don't know. Until we'll see. Years. Hopefully it's just another massacre and they'll call it the massacre in Italy. <laughs> but sure anyway. Mussolini kind obviously of more, more stuff to, that will develop on that. Um, so let's get into this week. Enough, <laughs> of, the, enough of the being a downer. Honda Classic. <laughs> Give us a uh, give us a rundown on the the first round leaderboard so far before we get into our picks. Yeah, so Honda Classic got a got a relatively unknown uh, Kurt Katayama. Yeah, Katayama minus six. Relatively unknown. How about a little Sabatini and Daniel Berger? Well, I meant in, as the leader, little Rory Chris. Sabatini. Guy wouldn't sign my dress, so he's Chris he Kirk. Fucked. Chris Kirk, who just been. I think he he made the uh, bear trap his bitch. He, Peter, I think he finished two or three under the last five. Peter holes. Uline, who has like the best life ever. I think his dad's like a RVP or something at Titleist. He basically grew up with Titleist money, probably getting free Titleist clubs whenever he wanted. And I now would the guys are so. now the guys are pro golfer. Your new favorite Billy Horschel is T ten right now. Yep. Little Cam Young, little Brooks Kepka, all in the mix. All of our, be- our bets are looking good so far. Well, by the way, I'm scrolling right now. I don't see Rick Fowler. 
Rick Fowler is coming T86. Who's again on a sponsor's exemption this week. Yeah. He'll be on sponsor exemption for a while unless we win something. I mean, he is is currently 80th in the FedEx. Tell us about DFL. Dead fucking last right now. Matthew Wolf, 81. I watched a a lot of golf today. Especially the the, the featured groups. Mm -hmm. Fowler just got to stay out of the water. Which, this course has water on 15 of 18 holes, which is just insane to me. I would lose so many golf balls. If you listened to this episode last year, I probably said the same thing. Matt Wolf just looks out of sorts. Frustrated. He had he had eighteen putts on the front nine. Oh my god, that's like and it's me cheating. numbers. And and he was missing like five footers for like par. He's just blasting the ball by the hole. His body language is terrible. Coincidentally, Jared Wolf also is T one thirty nine at plus eight just just in front of him. And anytime you thought like Matt Wolf was getting it together, like. He would just fall apart on the green. So honestly, how how long? Ooh, bad luck. A lot of people liked Louis this week. Plus five, mm. first round. Woof. How long do you think it would take for Matt Wolf to struggle before he changed his swing? So I actually had that thought because they mentioned it in the broadcast that like he he has to expect some of these days because his swing has so many moving parts. I don't, I mean, they are pros for a reason, but I think changing his swing completely, because it's so weird, would probably be super difficult for him. Yeah, there's no telling what it would look like, right? Like, he'd have to reinvent his whole game. He'd have to change probably how his body works, too. Right. I, don't, I mean, he's still, what, 30th, in the, scene. He's he 30th that... in the world right now, still. Is he really? Yeah. Jesus. So he's still, like, he yeah, has... he's not changing anything. He's not changing anything. He's not that far off. He's, I mean, he, he, he was has competing in, like, his first couple of majors, yeah. right? He has his blow-ups. Yeah. I think it's I think it's all mental for him. Like, when, when he went in his mental health break, he, I think, needed it. Phil's mental health break is It's just a, a break. Farce. It's just a mental break. Um, all right, well, I got a couple of stats that I pulled off of the uh, off of the Twitter machine about this week, which helped with my pick. So we'll get into the picks in a minute, but... I mean, so this is from the at the fantasy grind uh, mm-hmm. G off on Twitter. Eight of the past eleven winners of the Honda Classic were T thirteen or better in the prior year. Four of the last five winners had a T ten or better on the West Coast at early in that season before the Honda. Um, couple of guys that kind of help support that. So Tommy Fleetwood since twenty eighteen. At the Honda Classic, scoring average first, total strokes gained first, strokes gained off the tee third, strokes gained approach fifth. At uh, PJ National, correct. Yeah, him, him and like him and like Sung JM are very good at this course. Oh yeah, what's Fleetwood right now? He is minus one T twenty eight. Okay, so not out of it. Uh, also from Justin Ray, not a great round today, but Harry Higgs leads all players in Florida. Minimum 12 rounds, strokes gained, tee to green since 2019. He led the issues today. And he also led the field in strokes gained approach last year. So I think he was probably on both of our lists. Not so great today. Um, Sung JM is phenomenal at this course. Won the tournament in 2020, was T8 last year. Uh, To add on to the Fleetwood stat, Fleetwood was uh, third in 2020. I had a hilarious tweet. I think his name was Brian Kirshner. He's a betting guy on Twitter. But he had a tweet that was, God, 
I can already see Russell Henley winning this tournament this week. I wish he was there. <laughs> Russell Henley, the last three years at the Honda Classic, T8 in 2020, T3 in 2021, and I think he was T20 in 2019. So he's top 20 the last three years not playing this week. I mean, I feel like this is a, a course that history tends to repeat itself for people who play well. I mean, it's you got to be... With the exception of Ricky Fowler right now, who's you, historically played well there. You have to be a good ball striker because, like, from what I've heard, at least, is in that wind in Florida, like, you have to hit your ball pure with the right spin. Yeah. Otherwise, it just gets lost in that wind. I mean, the, the wind was doing a number on Mitchell and Fowler in a couple holes. Which another guy, which seems like an obvious pick, but like Daniel Berger was tied for fourth in 2020 on this course. I think he seems like a well, because he had, he took a little time off for an injury, so yeah. he seems to have you know kind of slid under the radar. Yeah. Um, so I mean, let's jump not into under the my picks, radar though. because I have him for a top five at plus 400. And okay, top cruising. five at plus 400. What else you got for Daniel Berger? Yeah, that is top five. Okay, Cam Young top five plus 900. Love it. Kepka top ten plus two fifty, Fowler top ten plus five fifty. Fowler, you're sticking which, with that, eh? Which was looking good in the first eight holes. He was minus three. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Looking. I mean, good. if you watched his round, he had two very poor holes, which were bogeys, and then he had hazard issues. Also, he sucks at putting still. Yeah, that's really weird. His strokes game putting is just atrocious. <laughs> I have, uh, but I he can drive the ball way farther than he ever could. I didn't go with any winners this week just because I feel like this tournament's one of those that's so wide open because of the field. So I went with, uh, I'm going to go just value alone. I'm going to go Fleetwood top five plus 330. Uh, Kepka top 10 at plus 250, which Which in this field for Kepka having a top 10, I'll take that. And then I had uh, a top 10 also for Harry Higgs at plus 1200, which doesn't look good after day one. He needs a good round tomorrow. And I have two top 20 plays. Brendan Steele, which was plus 400. He's had a good record on this course. He was T3 in 21, T4 in 2020. Not off to a great start. And then uh, Cam Young, who we're both on. I had him for a top 20. I was impressed last week. I went with I'm him not at, sure why he didn't take him. His top five odds, or top 10 odds at plus 900 are, I think, phenomenal. Uh, yeah, but I feel like with this field, plus 220 is almost a lock. Yeah. I like I, plus 900, though, but top 10 can be tough. Because you get so many people up there, you end up with like a T14 and you're only Correct, yeah. one stroke off of T7. I just from, like, from a value purpose, I was like, yeah, Cam Young, let's, let's yeah. do a little, little sprinkle on it, see what happens. So, All right. Our picks are looking decent so far. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully we've got golf hit, left. Hit a couple, see how it plays out. Um, the other thing I had on our uh, agenda here was just a random thought that I had with uh, the sponsors dropping Phil like a bad habit is how how brand loyal are you in your golf equipment and golf clothes like not super loyal I mean so golf equipment I mean I have tailor made irons that were given to me but I have Cobra hybrid wood and driver which you got you got fitted for the woods or no fitted for nothing oh nice so I haven't even fit so like when I go to get fitted my loyalties could change I mean, from from a ball standpoint, I'm a I'm a big uh, big uh, Callaway guy, golf ball. Okay. For the most part, why is that? Not sure why. Okay. But just as a golf, just like the look of it, the feel yeah. of it. So Callaway, I mean, I, I would use sprinkle in the vice every now and again because 
I'm a douche. When you bought that flesh-colored ball, the flesh that was terrible. Ball. Yeah. Equi- so. Equipment-wise, I'm not loyal. I just like every fitting I went into, I, I just tell them up front. I'm like, I don't care. Let's just hit whatever works. I'll hit everything and let's see what happens. I have kind of a mixed bag. My new bag after I get my new clubs is going to be a lot more Callaway than it was before because I have, I'll have Callaway irons for the first time. Callaway driver. Which irons did you get again? The Apex? I got the um, Rogue ST Pro irons. Um, and now I have a Ping Putter, Cleveland Wedges, Girl over Cobra, the Cobra Woods, Cobra. Like, whatever works, man. I did tell myself this morning that if Ricky Fowler had won this week, I would just get the exact same clubs that he has. Oh, no my God. What. That's so dumb. Because <laughs> your clubs are so much... You swing so much like Ricky Fowler, you just need to get all I meant brand. That, like, the, I wouldn't get, like, the same setup, like, his his, his uh, shaft degrees and everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. He hits, like, butter knife irons, too. Like, yes. the top line on his irons are, like, butter knives. It's You would not... And there's no offset on his irons, either. No. Which is terrible for a lefty. Lefties are weird. I am weird. Um, Clothing-wise, so I'm a big fan of, like, Under Armour and Adidas shorts. Okay. Like, the Adidas Climacool shorts are probably some of the best shorts out there. So, pants and shorts-wise, like, I don't even think it's close. I think Nike makes the best shorts and pants that exist. Both fit and material, those are my favorite. I do have a pair of Nike shorts that I love. Yeah. They have the world's stupidest fucking button on them, though. They have like that little like plastic button clasp. That oh is, yeah, I that, like that. I mean, as a bigger guy, those the are only, fucking stupid. My, my problem with Nike is their shirts are not all the same size. Like, yeah, the shirts. You can get two different shirts. On the material. Like, you can get two different one is you, always smaller than like the other. Yeah, ones. you can get two different shirts in a large, and they're complete. Like one of them will cut your circulation off, and the other one's too big. It's really weird. <laughs> um, there needs to be more standardization in golf shirt sizes, as well. Across all companies, like, I think it's criminal. I got like a, I bought a bad birdie shirt when I was in yeah. uh, Arizona. Yeah, it's like a crop top on me. Oh god, <laughs> it's it's almost as bad in the as same as size as like your uh, every other shirt, like your Adidas or Under Armour. Yeah, or my yeah. Same, it's just it's like I'm like I like pulled up. I'm like yeah. I will see. Give it, throw it on. I'm like right. Jesus Christ. I'm like had to go buy an Under Armour shirt instead. Yeah, it on, it's round. all about fit. Like. Once I find that one that like fits just right in a certain size, and you can like trust that you buy that same size, it's gonna be like Under Armour has the best shirts, I'd say. I like Under Armour. The only thing that I don't can... like about Under Armour is I they do have really good collars on their shirts, but if you get the right Adidas collar, Adidas shirts tend to fit me just a little bit better. The Under Armour ones, I tend I think they tend to have a little bit longer sleeves, and I don't like when the sleeves are too long. I don't mind the sleeves. The Adidas ones, the sleeves and shoulders are always tighter. They are like anything else. They are. So I have broad shoulders. Yeah. It's the Adidas ones, as much as I like them, I have a few Adidas shirts. They just fit super weird in the shoulder. Yeah. Where it's like, and and if I don't feel comfortable in the shirt, I think that messes up my swing mentally. No, for sure. And the the thing I really like about Under Armour is I feel like they're the most consistent through all of their shirts. Oh, every shirt fits exactly the same. Exactly. Adidas, they make different material shirts, and they all fit differently. And some of them, like, the arms are way too tight. Although, one of my favorite shirts that somehow ended up with a hole in the middle of it was, like, it wasn't the dry fit Somehow ended up with a hole in the middle of it. I'm I'm sure drinking had nothing to do with it. It could have been. But it was, like, the, uh, it was a Nike, similar material, like, where most of the Under Armour ones, kind of, like, the stretchy Like, the moisture wicking. But it was, like, the, it was blue with, like, almost, like, the... Like a cracked egg look, kind of, with like a like a you know, great shirt, 
Wish I could find it again. Yeah. Nike dry fit shirts. There, I have a few. They're nice, but those always end up feeling like you're flipping. You're flipping a coin with the yeah. uh, with the fitting. Anyway, I just random thought of the day. Oh, and socks, foot joy. Uh, have you ever tried stance? Excuse me, what stance? S t a n c e. Stance has great golf socks. Nah, let's try those. What about they the have a they have a nice uh, they have a nice tab on the back, so you don't so your the back of your yeah. heels don't rough up. They're really nice. They have a lot of cool designs too. I have some straight like black. Although like the foot joy socks, they're almost too warm. That's what I'm saying. The stance ones, you can get like the summer ones that are a little okay. bit thinner. Um glove, I'm torn. I really like the Nike. I still like the Nike gloves. So I've I still been ordering those. I, I, I like the all leather ones. I don't like these composite ones that have like the nylon on the back. They rip yeah. too easy. The all leather ones always fit me the best, and they feel the best when I'm hitting the ball. I have I had a Nike one that I like from a few eyes, but the color combo on the glove is so dumb. It has like the black. No, strap. yeah, I agree. That's the wrong. That one. one's like that. Mine's yeah. literally all white. The front and the back are all white. The, so I, it's the old school classic leather ones that I like. I just picked up an all couple all leather gloves. It's like I think it's called a like Corral Golf or something. Yeah, really cool design. Beautiful fit on them. So I might, oh, nice. might be. Okay. Might be just. It's always a good thing to look for at the golf show too, because they have all of those weird one-off yeah. companies that make different designs, and I usually buy like ten. You know, two of them work, but yeah. Um, Under Armour gloves I like that are Never leather, but one. their fit, their fits a little off. Like, like with the Nike gloves, like I have decent sized hands, and I have to wear a Cadet XL. Cadet. Yeah. Ex- so like the adult, XL? yeah, like the ch- the adult large. Well, the adult large is too small. And your hands are basically the same yeah. size. The adult large is too small. The adult XL is too big. The cadet XL is just right. <laughs> it's a condom fitting. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, because sometimes if you get a glove that doesn't quite fit right, then like the yeah, between you your index weird, and the thumb, you have yeah. a weird web that like. Well, I think Changes I like a, how you hold the club. I have like a shorter thumb than like most of my fingers. I think like your thumb's longer than mine, but our hands are similar size. Okay. So like the I, the thumb thing can become become yeah, a concern. That's weird. There's nothing worse though as a lefty is if like I on the course like I, I remember I bought a glove. And they have nothing course, in the clubhouse. I tore my glove somehow, <laughs> and then I had to go in there and they had no gloves. I'm like, what is that? Wear like the glove. crusty fucking glove yeah. in the bottom of my bag. So yeah, that's like shout out to our buddy Rock who. It, like refuses the to ever buy a new glove like he will run it down to the ground so by the time he's done he's got a hole in the palm and a hole in the thumb and a hole in one of the fingers and he's like well guess this glove's like my glove gets dirty and i almost throw it away yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm especially like if you get like a kirkland glove you get like three for like 20 those are yeah, solid quality yeah. those are just, those are Base, those are basically condoms. It's one one time use and they're getting thrown out. You know, right, yeah. you're not rinsing it out and using it again. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's all I had. It's a lot for the week. So yeah. we'll see what happens at the Honda Classic. Maybe it'll be a slow week and we won't have a ton to talk about. Right. We'll see what happens. Uh, more to come. We'll find out if I'm going to be going to the players. Find out if AJ is going to get new clubs or not. We'll I find out if my clubs are going to come in. Yeah. But. We'll see as everybody starts getting the wrenches out here in uh, oh, little wrench talk, little wrenches in uh, in Southeast Michigan where we get fifty degrees and then eighteen degrees 
Oh, yeah, fuck this weather. We'll see how it goes. Um, but you know what to do. Keep it under 100. When you grab all your buds and you about to hit the links When you take out a club and you about to hit a swing What you gonna do? Shit, what you mean? Keep it under, keep it under, under 100 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 We keep it under, 100